What's the over-under no, on that? I think the, the over-under should literally be in the 70s. Got to smash the over on that. <laughs> Welcome to Sneaky Plays, presented by JokerMag.com, where every Thursday we bring you under-the-radar picks for your DraftKings lineups, giving you the edge you need to bring home the bacon. So let's dive into this week's DraftKings picks, and we'll lead off with Sam Darnold going against the Indianapolis Colts. So Sam Darnold, one of the highly touted rookies, obviously, uh, went 10 for 22 throwing a ball last week for 198 yards and three touchdowns. You know, not great throwing a ball, but three touchdowns do help. This week he is going after or going up against a Indianapolis Colts defense who is considered like a middle of the pack defense. Uh, and what what is interesting is that he almost averages over 100 yards more at home throwing a ball. So look to him have another big game. He's kind of found Robbie Anderson lately. Uh, Quincy Anuma still a big target, and if he can get the run, you know the running game's going with Crowell, but Bilal Powell still plays a major threat at the running back position in the passing game at least. Yeah, Tina, want to chime in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is your team. I actually think this is going to be a bigger game um, scoring wise than a lot of people are thinking. Um, I mean, the Ty T Y Hilton should be back for the Colts. That's another weapon for Luck. I think he's he's also a quarterback that's on my list with Sam Darnold. They're both on my list. Um, I like Sammy D at home, especially. Um, if Robbie Anderson can keep this up, and then he has Anderson and Anunwa, I mean, he could be dangerous going forward, at least in the touchdown category. Um, I think his yards will be limited. Um, what do you think about that, Dom? I think the yards will be limited, but the touchdowns will still be there. Yeah, I think – well, one of the things I mean, in every Jets game that has gone so far – I mean, I didn't get to really watch last week's game. Uh, but from what I saw so far this season is there's a lot of screens. Uh, I know he's been throwing a deep ball a little bit more. But all those guys, Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anua, they're fast as hell, and they catch the ball in space and they're gone. And they can make people miss too. So it's great. And even that, you got Bilal Pal who can you know, run screens, run up the middle – you know, whatever you need to do. They've got, they got a really good, versatile team. The Jets, they just got to put it all together. Jets got some good weapons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. The receivers are very solid. Anunma is a guy that really has come out of nowhere, too. And I mean, he was good, I guess, a couple of years ago. But this year especially, he's blossoming. And you're right, a lot of short passes, especially at home. Darnold can be better. Um, Colts defense, they got one – I mean, they got – Leonard, who's a good player, um, was probably the defensive rookie of the year to this point, I would say. Um, but, yeah, Darnold, Darnold, I I was right about the uh, – I thought the Jets were going to roll big last week against Denver. Denver traveling East Coast on a 1 o'clock short week game. Um, yeah, I look for Darnold to continue the success this week at home. I, I think this could be one of his breakout games. Yeah. Yeah, especially week six. Now it's getting towards the middle of the season. It's starting it's to find him more of a groove. Yeah, he's, he's going to try to, you know, he's got to show at least a little bit of something. You know, I feel like he's been just okay so far. But granted, he is a rookie. I think he'll be really good in the future. But I think it's a breakout game for him. Yeah, just just where he's priced at, at 5300 Uh Around him is Trubisky, Mariota, Smith, and Flacco. And CJ even C.J. Beathard is around him, like – 
He's better than all of those quarterbacks oh, for, this, for this weekend, absolutely. 100%. Definitely. I'm taking Darnold home all day. You guys still aren't Mitch believers. That's all right. Uh, I, I absolutely am. I just don't think he can do what did last week. Uh, nah, no, that, that won't happen again all season. I yeah. think I think that Trubisky is another at least two years away from reaching his full potential. I don't know, man. I mean – I hear that argument, but at the same time, a lot of these guys, they show it young. I mean, we saw Wentz and Goff last year really both bust out in year two, and Trubisky is not really – I mean, I, I guess everyone has a different, you know, pathway, and some guys longer than others, but I, I don't know. There's still, still still some basic things that, about NFL offenses that he can't really do. And you, know, you, you also realize his last big game was against the Bucks. so. Yeah. It was against the Bucks, and he has eight total touchdowns on the year. He had six in that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, that's, that's what that's Mitch Trubisky. I, until he becomes consistent, two touchdown guy a game, I, I can't really trust it. No, I like that team. I like the defense. I like their weapons too. I think he's been surrounded by good. Which is always good for a young quarterback, obviously. And I think uh, the coach there is definitely better now too this year, Nagy. Um, that who was who did that was John Fox there before? It yeah, was, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's John Fox is outdated. Um, but yeah, I, he's is great. I mean, it's he's better than last year, no doubt. Um, I like the Bears squad, but I'm still I can't be fully on board with Mitch until I see you know a couple couple weeks in a row put together a good play. Yeah, exactly. One thing I do know is that Mitch somehow squeezes his way onto this podcast every week. Every week. We always talk about Mr. Trubisky. Absolutely. I mean, you have to. You have to. Have to. Especially, He's a polarizing figure. Especially when we talk about the NFC North. Yeah, which we do talk about a lot. All right, so let's move on to uh, TJ Yeldon against Dallas. So, TJ Yeldon, he had a big game last week. Uh, and look for him to capitalize on the opportunity because Leonard Fournette's out with another – Hamstring, you know, out again this week with this lingering hamstring injury. Uh, their other running back, Corey Grant, he's also hurt. He got put on injury reserve. They did sign Jamal Charles, but for everything I've heard, it sounds like he's going to only get a few snaps. Uh, but it sounds like he's going to play. But look for Yeldon to make a big impact, especially in the passing game, because you know those cow- those Cowboys linebackers love to get after the quarterback. So look for a lot of screens. I would say to Yeldon. I like Yeldon too this week. Yeah, I mean he's basically he's going to be their whole their whole workload in the backfield. Yeah, with Flint obviously with the lingering hamstring injury that just can't seem to shake. Those injuries do last a while sometimes, especially for running backs. Um, and I liked Grant. I thought he was playing pretty well for them. So that's kind of that's a big loss. But Yeldon and Yeldon's got his own injuries, right? Does he have kind of a nicked up ankle right now? He's kind of nicked up, but he, yeah. he's going to play. Yeah, I mean he's going to get the bulk of the carries, and you're right in the passing game. Those Packers or those Cowboys linebackers are super aggressive. Um, Jalen Smith and the uh, who the Van Der Esch, yeah, he's another he's another one. Um, but I think yeah, Yeldon, Yeldon Bortles does like to find him out of the backfield too, and you know passing the ball downfield. Blake hasn't done it so well in recent weeks, so Yeldon probably is a good call. And if you guys watched that game last week. Pretty brutal from Blake Bortles. Yeah, he, he just oh. couldn't like couldn't capitalize. Couldn't get anything going on a really crappy secondary too. Not bad Chiefs defense, exactly. Yeah, was raining a little, but he can't make excuses for him. 
Nah, he's uh he's been brutal. One, uh, two. What about uh my boy Jamal Charles <laughs> getting signed by those Jags? Unbelievable, he's yeah, back. So, uh, <laughs> I really don't think he'll carve in any time. Um, but I'm excited for him. I'm happy he's on a team. Uh, um, Yeldon will be, do just fine this week. I think he is priced a little bit high. Um, I don't know if you know if you're a DFS fantasy player and you're concerned about that. Um, I mean, he's ranked higher than Devontae Freeman, who's at six thousand. Uh, Sony Michelle is only fifty eight hundred. All good plays to me. I don't think you'd go wrong with any of those type of players if you want to stay in the middle of the pack with the running backs. Um, I mean, yeah, everyone else is pretty expensive after that. Even Jordan Howard's like sixty five hundred. James White sixty nine hundred. So if you want to stay in the middle of the pack, I think Yeldon's good play. Bobby Freeman, I think he's good play too. And uh, yeah, um, definitely can't go wrong with someone that's going to get the ball at least fifteen to twenty times. Yeah, and my theory is that yeah. the, the AFC South is, like, a little cloudy right now. Like, the Jags are tied with the Titans. Texans are sneaking up there. And, like, you can't lose to Dallas. You can't lose to the Cowboys. No. And I think they're just going to feed Yeldon because you can't really trust the ball in, Bort- in Bortles' hands. So Jacksonville should win that game, even with Bortles. Yeah. And I actually think the Dallas defense is better this year than, than in years past. They're not getting enough credit for that. Um but, yeah, certainly uh, I think Jacksonville should be ahead in that game, really. I think their defense should have a field day against Dallas's uh, inept passing out, passing offense. Um, so that could help Yeldon even more if they have a lead in that game, grind out Yeldon with the clock late in, you know, in the second half. And, Tino, I definitely those – are, those are some good points about the guys that are priced around him. I do like Freeman this week, too. Yeah, I think, I think he's sneaky. He's, like, sneakily there. He's only at 6,000. Um, I mean, last year he was in the high 6,000s or low 7,000s, you know, every single week. And just because he got banged up this year, everyone's like, you know, shaky about him. But, I mean, he's still the most – I would say he's the most talented player on that offense, which is unreal. I, I don't know. I, like, Julio's talented, but Devontae Freeman is – he's a freak of nature. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, mine I need Devontae to start busting out in fantasy for me. So, I'm on the Devontae train this week, too. So, let's move on to our third pick of the week. Mohamed Sanu. Rutgers own Mohamed Sanu. Are you? Are you? So, Sanu, um, shout out to Tyler. In my opinion, opinion, he's one of the more underrated players in the NFL. Just because he's a little bit older. Obviously, the Falcons have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, but Sanu was having a pretty good season himself. Um, they go against uh, absolutely awful Buccaneers defense, as we talked a little bit about before. Oh, he's going to get catches. Uh, you know, look for him to get six, seven targets a game. And right now, uh, I would say he's probably, you know, more of a red zone threat a little bit too, because it seems like Calvin Ridley is a deep ball threat. Uh, it seems like Julio Jones, if he can pick it up, you know, he can do kind of everything. Look for Muhammad Sanu to get targeted in the red zone a lot. Yeah, um, I like Sanu solely because of the matchup. Um, out of the three receivers, he's the least talented, but then again, he's going up against the third corner for the Bucks. So, yeah. I mean, and he's better significantly than whoever that may be this week. 
Oh, absolutely. So, you know, he's he's a bang for your buck play. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with playing him ever um, against the Bucks. I think any wide receiver two or three is a viable option against each week against the Bucks. You know, yeah. <laughs> and they're usually cheaper than the wide receiver one, and they're going to do remotely the same thing. So definitely a solid play. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, whoever's playing Tampa defense um, is usually primed for a big week. And that game's in Atlanta, too, correct? It is in Atlanta, yes, 1 o'clock. Falcons, Falcons have scored, I think, 30-plus points in every single home game they played this year um, and actually lost two of them. But, uh, the um, uh, yeah, no, I think I, I like to know this week. Um, Ridley has been getting a lot of the red zone targets recently. Um, I'd say look for Sanu to get that this week. And Julio still can't really get in the end zone. So no, he's... it's either really Ridley or Sanu that are gonna uh that are probably gonna be the red zone target for Ryan. The only thing the only thing with Sanu right now too is he is questionable, but for everything I've read, um sounds like he's gonna play. So but we'll see. You know, but he'll I think he'll definitely play and have a big impact on Sunday. Agreed. Yeah, this divisional matchup, I think every single person on that offense that can walk with both legs is going yeah. to <laughs> And you got to look forward to be a shootout this week. I mean, Oh yeah, for sure. I, yeah, Atlanta I can't be, stop anybody either. No. What's the over under no, on that? I think the, the over under should literally be in the seventies. Got to smash the over on that. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I'll let you know. Hammer the over. I'll let you know in a sec. Absolutely. James, James is playing, right? Not if it's uh, no more if it's magic. And uh, yeah. Um, so the, the Falcons defense is 32nd in points allowed per is 31st rather and the Bucks defense is 32nd. So I mean you know, it's just calling. There you go. Just call there you go. I mean that's there you go. As simple as it as it comes, you know. The eye test our, our eyes confirm what we thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that that is that that is an explosive <laughs> game. Although I still I mean I know that Jameis is supposed to be the franchise guy there. I've never been a big Jameis guy. And I mean, I'm not vouching for Fitzpatrick, but we'll see what that offense looks like. Um, you know, with Jameis at the helm starting from the get go. They should have a big day. You would think against the a crap Atlanta secondary, you know, on the turf. But, uh, but we'll see. Atlanta, I think, is more going back to Snoop. They're probably more of the lock to, to put up big points this week. So the, the over under for that game right now is 57 and a half. Uh, Hammer. Hammer and the Falcons yeah. are right now three and a half point favorite. <laughs> Jesus. Well, let's talk about the other side of the ball then in that game. This guy, this next guy that we're talking about, I know you guys all know who it is. I wish you didn't so I could have you guess. This guy over the last two years was targeted just 158 times total, and he has 14 touchdowns, the third most for tight ends in those past two years. Ah, Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait. So, with him, look for him to take advantage of his opportunity with injured O.J. Howard. Um, O.J. Howard may play a little bit, but he's not nearly going to be the impact he has been in during the season. Uh, and Cameron Brait, he's always been a good tight end. You know, much you know, he's much more of a pass catcher than he is kind of a blocker and pass catcher. Uh, but he can definitely score touchdowns. He gets yards and. With Jameis starting, you know, Jameis loves to find him. You know, I definitely know that from last year with having him on my fantasy team. Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, Cam- oh, man. Um, 
So I'm just like taking a look at his salary, 3700 which is actually kind of high for him. Uh, but now with O.J. Howard out, I kind of see it. But his salary week four against the Bears was only 2600 So now it's up 11 Wow. Yeah, so it's a huge jump um, in uh, in DFS for sure. But like you said, I mean, Jameis Winston targets him a lot. Um, he he just catches the football when he gets the chance. You know, he doesn't he doesn't drop the ball almost ever from what you know from the eye test. Um, so yeah, I think he's a good play, especially with Jameis Winston slinging the ball. They can't run the ball, so. Uh, they don't even try to run no, the exactly. ball. Uh, yeah. So, All they do is sling it. Yeah, they're just going to be slinging it. It's going to be, like we just said, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, Tam- Cameron Braid has secure hands. I think he's a great play. Yeah, Braid's always been a solid option. I think he's always been underrated. They've had Howard for, what, the last two years now there, I believe. But Braid was uh, – Yeah, well, he, well Braid was a steady – Yeah. Howard was a rookie last year. He was kind of getting opportunities. A little, little up and down, yeah. yeah. Now, Brake's been a reliable target there since Jameis came into the league, um, especially in the red zone. I remember um, – yeah, I remember having a big day against the Birds, too, even a couple of years. I remember everybody that has a big day against the Eagles, but still. Um, no, I like Brake this week, too. Yeah, I mean, especially if Howard's, Howard's going to be limited. Uh, I think Bray will definitely be a red zone target. Um, so, yeah, good, good play. And if you look at Brake this season, he's got six receptions on season, two touchdowns, and he's got 63 yards. So, he's definitely a reliable tight end, and he's definitely going to see a lot of passes this week. High touchdown rate for Cambry. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, also, I think if, if you're feeling a little cheeky at the tight end position, George Kittle. I think I like George Kittle. I, I really like George Kittle. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. Um, I mean, he's just he's just catching a lot of passes. C.J. Beathard just really doesn't even know what to do with the football other than throw it. <laughs> well, you don't know what to do with the ball, just throw it at the tight end. Well, seriously, when, watching that game against the Cardinals, I he dropped back, oh. and I was like – You watched that game? Yeah, how'd yeah, you watch that? I, I watched <laughs> it. Hey, it just popped on. It just popped on, and I was like, where is this ball going to go? Like, one <laughs> I just had no clue. And then half the time, it ended up in the hands of the Cardinals uh, defenders, but – you know, the other half of the time it ended up in George Kittle's hand. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I I just think he's just a very – he's a security blanket. They were college teammates. Uh, you know, I think he's a good play week in, week out. And 5,700 is, like, a little much for him in my opinion. But, uh, I don't know, like I said, if you're feeling cheeky and, you know, you don't trust – if you don't trust Paulie with Cameron Bray, you can trust me with uh, George Kittle this week. I'm hoping Kittle does not have – a good game at all this week, so it's just my opinion. Ah, playing your beloved Packers. My bias to forget. <laughs> Packers give up yards to everybody, so even more of a play for for Kittle. I like it. All right, so the last one of the week, the last official Paulie's pick of the week: Juju Smith Schuster against Cincinnati. So he didn't have a great game last week, uh, but even though the Steelers blew out the Falcons, um, but. He's definitely the clear-cut number two receiver and definitely still a big part of this offense. And he gets a lot of targets, and when he gets targeted, he usually catches the ball. Uh, so look for him. The only kind of downfall with him is he doesn't have many touchdowns this year. But going up against um, a Cincinnati Bengals uh, defense that kind of get you – know, they give up yards, they give up touchdowns. 
So look for uh, Juju to have a big game. Yeah, it's the all-out brawl down there between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Hope, pray for everybody's health in that game. Yeah. Um, somebody always, you know, obviously with Shazier, that's that's not a joke about last year. But Vontez perfect. Vontez, yeah, is always head hunting. So Juju, look for him to get into at least a couple scuffles. Um, but I agree that uh, Bengals. I, I like the Bengals defense actually. I think the Bengals are a pretty good team. Um, but since he didn't, uh, yeah, Big Ben got on track a little bit more with AB last week. That was needed. The Wi-Fi was had good connection. Antonio said after the game. Um, but Juju, yeah, has kind of been the more targeted guy, and they're certainly going to double Brown a lot. Um, you know, division rivals, so they know him well. Um, so I agree, Juju could have another bust out week. He's been reliable all year. Yeah. Um, in my just just my opinion, I think Juju's due for a breakout week. Um, started off real hot, and they cooled off the last two weeks against Baltimore. Um, I mean, he had a touchdown against Atlanta, but, you know, only four receptions for 34 yards on four targets. So he caught all of them, which is a good thing. Um, but I've look, I would look for him to get in the end zone this week for sure, have a little bit more yards in this game. Um, and Morris, you were saying the Bengals defense isn't that bad. I just think they're gritty, especially – Gritty. Always gritty. On yeah, so I think their rank um, of 25th for total yards for a game allowed, I think that um, skewed this week solely because it's steelers Bengals. So yeah, I kind of agree I, with you on that. Agreed. Yeah, they know them well. I mean, these teams always play grinded out games, usually not a high-scoring affair. Yeah, it's going um, to be a brawl. Yeah, but Smith-Schuster, I mean, I would bet – in terms of efficiency rankings, you know, targets and all that, it seems like Big Ben completes almost every pass he throws to him um, from that Monday night game, too, a couple weeks ago against Tampa. Um, yeah, no, he definitely likes hitting him, and I, he's been reliable all season so far. Yeah, yeah. The, the only game they were really off um, together was against Baltimore, where he, uh, he had four receptions on 11 targets. Uh, but Baltimore's defense is tough, as we know. Mm. I think Cincinnati's defense is a little less tough, um, and I think AB is going to get um, pounded by whoever's you know covering him. And uh, I think it's going to shoot Juju a couple of options over the top. And uh, you know, I, he's definitely a good play, and he's he's so he's so talented. He's fun to watch. They just groom those receivers, man, in Pittsburgh. It's amazing. I mean, no matter where they draft them, they just turn them into some kind of player. You know, I mean, dating back literally all the way from when Mike Wallace was a you know a young guy. After he left Pittsburgh, he was never as good. Yeah. You know, Daniel Sanders and obviously Brown and um, you know Bryant was talented. Rand- you can go back to Rand- Antoine Randall L too if you want. Oh yeah, you know you're going way back. Heinz Ward. <laughs> no, but they. I mean, that was definitely a big hit for them finding Juju. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player for years to come. Definitely, definitely. So let's get into predictions of the week. That are predictions for our squad. I know you've been looking forward to this, Morris. I always look well. Well, not really this week. Well, the, well, <laughs> the gloomy short week in Philadelphia. But I'll, I'll let one of you guys go. First. Well, well, no, 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 no. You guys got to go first. That's how it works here. Oh, especially for Thursday night. Especially you're right. Thursday. Yeah, we are. The and that's how it goes. Night. Oh yeah, they play the first yeah, game. Yeah, we're on tomorrow night. I'll be watching somewhere down here. Uh, I say, what are you thinking? I'm not. My worst fears about this team are starting to come true. You know, 
I mean, last year was such a dream season and everything this city's waited for for so long. And I, I don't think we know how to handle winning. I think we spent a whole summer just talking shit on the Pats and saying whatever we wanted, me included, our right tackle included. Now he's playing like dog shit, giving up sack fumbles every week. Um, Lane, you better get your head on straight and play well this week if you're listening. Um, yeah, we got to uh, get this podcast to Lane Johnson. Yeah, sure gotta get <laughs> and the, the entire offensive line could use a wake-up call because this is not the same offensive line that was amongst the most dominant in the league last year. Um, and, you know, New York's got some – the Giants, they got some frisky guys up front. Vernon really hasn't played all year. Um, they got Harrison. But, I mean, in general, it's a bad Giants defense, especially against the run. But, obviously, that's something that the Eagles – right now are lacking in with their lack of running backs and Doug's unwillingness to run the ball too. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be a gritty NFC East game. The Eagles have not scored more than 23 points, I think, in a game this year, which is pretty bad. And as you know, the Giants offensive struggles are well documented and as Eli looks washed, but Eli is always trashed in Schwartz's defense. Remember that, O'Shea? Yeah. The 313 New York teams. Giants put up like 500 yards offense last year against us. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a little low scoring this time around. I don't feel great about it. But to save the season, I mean, I can't imagine the Eagles losing this game. You can't have a defending Super Bowl champion before. So I'm going to say the Birds in a 24-20 affair. I'm going to say – that I think our secondary gets torched by Odell Beckham. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think mean, we, I don't, I we might lose that. by like a field goal because it always comes down to a field goal or something. In these it games. literally is. It's never not, you know, a one possession game in the games we play. It's always right down to literally the last play. So I don't think we'll see a 61 yard Jake Elliott field goal. Sadly not. <laughs> so Sadly I'm predicting not. a loss. That's what I'm saying. So let's, uh, oh, let's just no, move on before I get. Too depressed about Don't this. do it. So our season's over. Oh. I, I mean, well, your season's never over in the NFC East this year. Um, but in terms of being, you know, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, I think if the Eagles drop to two and four, I think you can kind of look forward to 2019 as being a, a truly elite team again. Looking, looking at that game tomorrow, at least <laughs> up here, a lot of people are they're ready to for the Giants to cash it in and. Worry about the draft pick again. And Eli just isn't good. Uh, Eli is not good. He is. He is done. Uh, <laughs> Barkley. I mean, they don't use Barkley correctly. I mean, you draft, I feel bad for him. You draft too. a guy second overall, and he rushes, you know, for maybe, you know, fifty yards a game, and he catches more passes sometimes than he has rushes. Oh yeah, and Eli throws it to him in yeah. less than two seconds because he doesn't want to get his head cracked off. Yeah, I mean, up here there's a lot of worry right now about the Giants, especially now that after Eli, I mean, Eli's done and there's no quarterback after him. So, but tomorrow, I mean, the Eagles from what I've seen from the Eagles so far is a team that's kind of been deflated almost. I feel like this season so far. Yeah, exactly. That's what. You know? I mean, that's what everyone's saying around here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Super Bowl hangover. The edge just isn't the same. I mean, it's a team that was – I mean, obviously they were a talented team last year. They had, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in football. But it was truly, you know, a team. It was a team that was together from the start that, I, you know, that pushed them over the edge. And that's just not there right now. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, 
if I had to pick, I would say the Eagles probably win the game just because the Giants are just god-awful, especially in the rain. I mean, Eli's not throwing the ball well in the rain tomorrow. It's supposed to pour here all day. Uh, oh, it is? Yeah. I didn't even know that. It's supposed to rain all day here and kind of get a little bit better as kickoff rolls around. But, you know, <laughs> Eli's just not going to be good tomorrow in the rain, I don't think. Now, going to the Packers this weekend, last weekend, everything that could go wrong went wrong, uh, starting with the punt that somehow they said hit off of uh, Kevin King. I don't know. I didn't see how it hit off Kevin King. It almost looked like it deflected off the Lions guy. Um, but I think they bounced back this week, although this game does have me worried because there's one thing the Packers love to do. It's lose on Monday night. Uh but not to the Niners, man. Uh, are you kidding me? This is you one... can't lose CJ Beathard at home. As bad as your defense is, I'm not. Oh. Saying, I don't think they lose, but I think that this game is a lot closer than people think. Rogers uh, is getting a little cranky with the uh, with the offense too. Well, I, I mean, if you look at it, you have Devontae Adams, who's the most experienced guy there, and he's only in his fifth year. And then they have two rookies. Jimmy Graham is, you know, when he gets the ball, he takes advantage of his opportunities. But even the tight ends, Lance Kendricks drops the ball a ton. And then yeah. Mercedes Lewis doesn't really play that much. Oh, Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> what is that? He's they ancient. They need, He's like 50. They, for some reason, Mike McCarthy refuses to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones. I don't know what it is. I don't Yeah, why is that? I don't know what his love affair is with Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones <laughs> is the best running back on roster let him eat let him eat um but if i'm doing predictions here i'm going hmm i'm going probably 35 28 packers bethard putting up four touchdowns on your defense is not a good sign i but i can't imagine the packers losing this game it's just not gonna happen i mean but if you look at it too we have we have no Wilkerson, even though I think the Packers' defense is a better team without Wilkerson. Uh, but the the cornerbacks, you know, Jair Alexander is good, but he's still a rookie. The safeties are atrocious. Um, and then we got Josh Jackson, who's still a rookie. He's pretty good, but he's still a rookie. And, I mean, it's all going to come down to if Rodgers and, and the offense can move the ball, stop with the drop passes, and, you know, kind of get a flow to the game. Jets? Yeah. <laughs> My Jets. Hey, ETS, baby. I called them last week. Morris, you were absolutely spot on. I knew that was happening. You were more optimistic about them than I was. Um, and I'm glad you were right. That was, a, that was fun to watch. Um, but I'll comment on the Thursday night game first, and I'll comment on the Packers. Then I'll go to my Jets. Uh, I think – Tomorrow night's game is going to be a doozy, honestly. Thursday night football <laughs> has not disappointed me yet. I don't know about you guys. No, it has. No. Yeah. So, um, I just can't see it being a bad game. Um, as we know, defenses on Thursday night, especially this year, have been not good. Um, other than <laughs> no. the Browns-Jets games where they were both good, which is that was, uh That was partly Tyrod. Partly Tyrod. Partly yeah. Sam Darnold being half blind like Vinny Testifer back in the day. True. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to be both, – both teams will score in the 20s. Um, I personally have the Eagles 28, the Giants 24. Um, 
Sterling Shepard and Odell will both score. Um, and I think Evan Ingram, if he plays, will score. Uh, he's still up in the air, which is annoying as fan- for fantasy owners. Um, I think Corey Clement and Smallwood will both get in the end zone, and that's going to be tough for fantasy owners as well, um, deciding on who to play between the two if they have both of them um, with a Jai out. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I think Wentz will play extremely well. Um, I, th- I think Eli Manning will play extremely well too. So, yeah. looking forward to it, as always, on Thursday, um, which is weird for, you know, from years before it wasn't co- wasn't good, and this year it is. So, I'm happy about it. Um, moving on to the Packers. Uh, Alfred Morris will get into the end zone twice this week <laughs> against the Packers. Uh-huh. Look for it. It's going to happen. But I still think they're going to lose. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show up on Monday, prime time, and just, you know, forget all of the, you know, bad things going on with this offense and just sling it. Um, so, Dom, your score is pretty accurate with what I was going to say. I was going to say 31-21, um, Pack. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go. So, my Jets against the Colts. Really looking forward to it. going to be a doozy. Um, I think the Jets are going to roll at 28-14. Let's go, Jets. 28-14. to 14. I mean, 14, I get behind that. I, get, I think it's going to be a little closer this week. I'll say probably 24-21 Jets, I think. See, I, I could get with the close game. I think that um, with the – Colts not being able to run the ball is just like their weakest, you know, it's just such a weak aspect of football, you know, like they literally cannot move the ball on the ground whatsoever. And if T.Y. is still banged up, I mean, I think the best corner is going to eat, honestly. T.Y. is out. T.Y. is going to be out. He's going to yeah. be out? He is currently doubtful. Okay. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what, the, what, what the Colts are. They're, they look okay one week and – they're in these close games. They're scrappy, but my gut tells me they still stink. They're I mean, they're a year they're a year or two away. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I you know, and um, I just think they're devastated. You know, you know, they thought with Andrew Luck coming back, they'd be a little, they'd be better. But now everyone else is getting hurt. So, like, you know, they're a mess again. And you know, like I feel bad ever ever since Manning really left. They've sort of been a mess. Like. You know, even during their good years, it's like oh, they're just not as good as they were, and that's got to be annoying for Colts fans. Uh, yeah, I mean that ro- that roster has been flawed for for a long time. I mean, they were only I mean they're only a few years removed from an AFC Championship game, so they were never really. I mean, that was a total luck, you know, driven thing there, though. I mean, he covered up for a lot of their flaws. They had some good receivers. I mean, Ty has been a good good player for a while. Um, they had the tight ends, Allen and Fleener, back a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But, the, I, I mean, I think defensively – and you're right. I mean, the running game, I mean, obviously the failed Trent Richardson trade, and they've really just never had a running game or a, or a, a steady offensive line since then. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think Frank Reich's doing a decent job. He's doing what he can. Um, I think he's trying to put Luck in good situations and not get his head cut off. Because, um, I mean, we know the beating that Luck took over the first part of his career that almost ended his career. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Colts are a little bit away. But I could see the, I could see it being a close game this weekend. It might not be the best game. Um, might not be the best watchability game. Could be a little bit of a sloppy gun. 
Um, but yeah. I'll take the Jets by in a close one, I think. Yeah, I think if you're not a fan of either team, I would probably stay away from watching it. But uh, Yeah, it's probably a stay. Away. I mean, I'm going to be glued, so, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a game where it's like, wow, uh, two uh, average teams are going at it head-to-head, so uh, – <laughs> But, uh, it's a Sun o'clock. It's a it's a Sunday one o'clock red zone. I'll be tuning on red zone. That's that's the game bet. So you have some interest in it. Yeah. So what we got for Sunday night game? Pats Chiefs. Oh, best game of the year so far. Going to be an awesome awesome yeah. game. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it comes through. You guys taking the over on that? Whatever it is. I would think so, right? I mean, you have to. I mean, they played, what was the, sk- the opening game last year? Didn't they score? Chiefs scored forty, I think, in that one. And that was yeah with Alex simple. Smith. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the Patriots defense is still, it's okay against you know average to below average offenses, but they've they've been had against any type. Of, I mean, even Bortles lit them up, and we don't know what Bortles is. Uh, I mean, I would imagine the Chiefs are going to put up big points. The cat, the Pats can't cover anybody, man. I mean, those linebackers are so slow; they don't get any pass rush. I mean, the Chiefs like. You could dump it to Hill or Hunt or any the Anthony Thomas even gets in. <laughs> dump it to any of these guys in open field, and they're going to outrun anybody on the Pats. But I, I mean, the, the the Pats will score points too. The Chiefs defense is is lame, so hammer the over again in this one. The over for this game is fifty nine and a half right now. Oh, even higher than the Bucks and the and Falcons. Pats are favored by three and a half right now. Um, I think that. The Pats win, and I think Brady is going to show why he's still one of the best quarterbacks ever right now. And Mahomes has a tough time, I think, playing in Foxborough. So I think the Pats win by two touch or two scores, I'll say. I'll say they win by 10. Really? Uh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I got the Pats actually as well. Solely because it's New England, and I think three and a half spread is is pretty good. I would say maybe, oof, like a thirty four thirty game. I think that yeah. I think that's where I'm headed. Thirty four thirty bats. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think Mahomes is gonna throw a pick uh, again. Um, I think Brady's gonna throw one too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe Josh Gordon gets his. Who knows? They're off. I think Gordon. Yeah, Gordon could have another good game. They just have an interesting offense. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll be able to run the ball really well with Michelle. Uh, and I think he's going to eat against this Chiefs. And uh, I think that's going to be the difference in the game, not Brady or Mahomes. I think it's going to be Michelle and Hunt going at it. Hmm. And then just going back to that Jets game, since we did the spreads for all the other games. Uh, over under forty five, Jets favored by two and a half. So, odds makers think obviously it's a little bit closer than we've been saying. Yeah, yeah, tight game. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, 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 like I said, I'm being a little optimistic with my twenty eight. I just have a feeling, you know, when uh, Paulie picked Sam Darnold, it just got me thinking. You know, like he's feeling good about life. Yeah, he's gonna go yeah. off. So, yeah. You got into a, you got into a little Morris mode, except for Jets. Yeah, you. <laughs> Little overconfidence, you know. You, I mean, you realize I would have picked the Eagles to win on this pod pretty much every week. Even though my, <laughs> you know, my heart just says win every week. That's why I picked them to lose, dude. Now. You got to reverse the curse. I know, and I think in my head, it's kind of telling me loss, just like it was last week. But I still went with my heart, and I'm doing it again. It's probably going to come back to backfire. I mean, I, I picked the Jets to lose to the Jags, and they did. 
then I picked them to beat the Broncos, and they did. So that is true. I'm 100. percent So you are, yeah. You're you're right every week. I can't get a bird game right. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been. Well, the Vikings tie. Oh. <laughs> then I had another. Then I had um, what's it called? I had a loss against the Skins. I had a win against the Bills, but not convincingly as I made it sound. And if Mason Crosby learns how to kick last week, uh, I, I win that game. Why does he do this? Like every like two or three years, it seems like he goes through like a two or three like a month brain cramp where he just misses field goals left and right, and they never cut him. They're like, oh, you know, he'll he'll fight through it. And he always does, but it just, it ends up costing him games. The problem with him is that he is good. Like he's a good kicker. Yeah, he is good. I think he is good too. But. I don't even know. Last week, I don't know. The hole looked good. It just looked like after he missed the second one, it was you know, it was game over. The Packers truly are a comic team because, I mean, they've got one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and they just have the same problems every year. Oh, I mean, they're wasting, they're wasting his talent. I mean, they always, they've, they've been wasting his talent. What's the last time? I mean, uh, it's the same problems every year. I mean, they always have. They don't have a boatload of injuries yet, but they're always one of the most injury-plagued teams in the league, it seems. Well, I mean, so I what kind of, you know, the sports science system McCarthy's running up there. He should get on the Chip Kelly program. Well, we got – I mean, Rodgers will be banged up the whole year. Cobb's out with a hamstring right now. I think he might be coming back this week. Uh, Jerome Allison's out with out with the concussion, but he yeah, might be – depending on the field, he might be back. Um, Wilkerson's obviously out. Uh, sounds like he might be out for – Possibly the year, I think the season, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean it's only a matter of time before. Well, we had one of our one, a starting linebacker last year, Vince Beagle, towards ACL in training camp. Uh, you know, so <laughs> it's been it's going to be a little bit of a rough patch. They got to battle through it. But next man up, man. Yeah. Next man up mentality over there in Cheesehead Land. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm still not. I still have faith they win this division. Um. Yeah, I could see it. But, I mean, Rogers always gets them rolling in November, December. So yeah, but the, and they need to. They just need to keep it close in the division right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if like we always bring up Mitch, but I don't know if Mitch can NFC North. Uh, and then the Vikings are. I mean, they could be really good, like we saw last week, or they could just be in a shootout, like we saw with. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're, they're they're all right. They're not. They're not really a threat. I don't think they actually. I mean, they can make the playoffs, I guess, but I'm not buying them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender no, anymore. I, I think if anything, they make the wild. They make a wild card. I think if I'm gonna have to pick a division winner, it's either gonna be Packers Vikings, and the loser, whoever doesn't win the division out of those two teams, goes to the wild card. I can see the Bears still in there too. To me, like I think the NFC's got. You got seven or you know seven teams for six spots. You'll have an NFC East winner, whoever the hell wins that pulls through there, maybe with only nine wins. Um, you'll have the Rams in the West, obviously. I think you're going to get two from the South. I think you're going to get New Orleans and Carolina probably, and then it's between the three teams in the North. I think two two of them will make it between Chicago, Minnesota, and Green Bay, and one of them won't. It's like yeah, you can't count Chicago yet. I can see them winning ten games and getting a wild card. Well, well, the Packers also need to capitalize off of this game and win it because next week they have a bye, and the week after they play the Rams. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. So, yeah, well, now it's, now it's a must win. You can't lose to C.J. Beathard. No, they need to win this game. 
Yeah. There's no uh, there's no if ands or buts. Then they play. They I know later in the year they played the, the Pats on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, in New England, right? So that's when they, yeah. they play so the Seahawks on Thursday night football. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they got still have the Bears, Vikings, and uh, Lions throughout November and December. So they need to take advantage of wins when they can get them because it's going to be a rough road, especially if the injuries start piling up. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, the place for unique viewpoints, powerful life lessons, and inspirational underdog stories.